The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, hello everyone and welcome to our practice and discussion of the Buddha's teachings on cultivating cultivating awareness cultivating a strong, stable, clear awareness with which to go through our lives. And that's a great pleasure to do this. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, I find that the path to that, every step along the way, is wonderful. And then we come to this exercise in the Satipatthana Sutta, which some people skip over, some people are perplexed by and some people don't like and that is that of the uh, meditating on the parts of the body and um, and I want to uh, orient ourselves around this or kind of present some an idea from the early text that might be helpful uh, though at first people often don't like this so the idea is that um, um First, first, to say that uh, uh, the use of, the, of what we call, call imagination is uh, included as part of, maybe a small part, a part of the path of meditation and the teachings of the Buddha. It's very simple acts of imagination, but in doing so, he distinguishes, distinguishes between uses of the imagination that involve delusion, that are fantasy, that are um, have no real connection to reality, and um, and for those maybe we can use the word concoct- concocting. The word uh, sometimes is translated to English as uh, conceiving, and um, and so giving birth to concoctions to just imaginary ideas, and uh, manyati, and uh, and then those which are understood to be metaphors and uh, similes uh, and uh, very simple acts of imagination, of uh, visualization, of uh, reflection that um, point us in the direction of being present, support us to let go of our preoccupations, let go of those which the imagination that helps us to let go of imagination. The imagination lets us let go of being caught. And so... um, Imagine, maybe you bring to mind some part of your body, maybe something is not too challenging for you, that uh, the, the body image of it is a concern for you. Maybe it's something as simple, maybe it's, I hope it's simple, but for example, um, your, your fingernails. Maybe they're too long today. There are times you, you don't get around to cutting them and they're kind of longer than you think they should be. And so you're concerned about the image of your fingers and your fingernails and what people think about you and and you go into a very important meeting and you haven't had a chance to um, cut your fingernails, let alone clean them, and there's still dirt from in, in, uh, in them from working in the garden. Or maybe something a little bit more challenging and maybe you have concerns about your the length of your fingers. They're too short, they're too long, or maybe they're too stubby or fat or something. And um, and you feel embarrassed, don't want to show it to people. You keep your, your hands in your pockets so people don't notice. And so it's a concern with body image. So something like that. Now imagine 
that uh, you do something really wonderful. Maybe it's a wonderful hike in nature. Maybe it's a wonderful um, exercise. Maybe it's uh, uh, you feel really refreshed and kind of wonderful and clean after a shower or a deep satisfaction maybe after sex or... Um, something that maybe you've uh, worked hard, physical work, manual work, and you feel so contented and a little bit sore, but so contented and happy in your body. There's kind of a vitality in the body. And imagine yourself sitting down and maybe closing your eyes in a nice, comfortable chair and just feeling the vitality, the surging of energy, the, the working and tingling of the muscles and <clears throat> that feels pleasant and nice, a deep satisfaction that feels embodied after doing this physical thing. The deep content, physical contentment, a job well done, a situation well do, experienced, very contented. And now, with that kind of contentment, think about uh, your fingernails being too long or your fingers being too this or too that. And, uh, and notice how it takes you into a world of thoughts, ideas, concepts, concoctions, that, um, you know, it, uh, takes you away from the coursing of good feelings, satisfaction, contentment in your body. And um, so feeling kind of the alienation, certain kind of alienation from an embodied, wonderful feeling of oneself in one's body, in one's skin, by going into the world of thoughts and comparative thinking and ideas of what's ideal and not ideal, how things should be and shouldn't be. These are two radically different worlds of relating to the body. And so this, uh, the parts of the body exercise is one that recognizes that one is not so satisfying, one is not so helpful to be in. And if we get caught in the world of concocting and comparisons, then may sometimes we need some help to be able to come back into the lived body where uh, we fit perfectly inside our skin, where we, uh, the experience of the fingers for the fingernails for themselves, in and of themselves, the fingers don't care if they're short or long or stubby. The fingers just are. And in fact, if we just settle into the sensations in the fingers, unless you have arthritis or something, that the sensations of the fingers just tingles and feels nice and they're totally happy. Uh, whatever the fingers are, don't mind what's, what length or size they are. Fingernails don't mind if they haven't been cut for a while maybe or a little dirty. So there's a different kind of way to live. And so these 31 parts of the body are sometimes called unclean. And the later tradition labels, titles this exercise um, uh, the repulsive, uh, uh, that they talked about the repulse, repu- the repulse of these parts of the body. But the tradition, I'll talk more about it later, is not making a categorical judgment about the body. It's rather making a judgment about the way we get into the concocting world of attachments around the body. That is what is, for the ancient world, unclean. In our world, we might use other language. We might use that, say, it's suffering, it's stressful. We might say that it's alienating, it takes us away, uh, it makes us separate from our experience, from our body. We have maybe used different language than the ancients do, but the movement in the same direction, 
away from the secondary judgments about the body, uh, seeing that as a problem, that's what's unclean in a sense, and settling in for the body's experience of itself. So, uh, assuming a meditation posture, and close your eyes, and just feel your breathing, feel your body. Feel what's happening in your body from me talking and you listening. What is, what energies are coursing through your body? What sensations? What tensions are are in your body? And are there thoughts, ideas, concoctions in the mind that keep you at a distance from feeling the body in and of itself? Maybe you can relax the thinking mind Calm the thinking a bit. Calm your activity. To feel and sense the experience of your body from the inside out. And this difference between what's concocted and what's felt and experienced applies to the breathing. Whether the breathing is comfortable or uncomfortable, let the breathing be the breathing independent of thoughts, ideas, judgments, expectations. As if each breath is just what it's supposed to be. Each inhale, each exhale. with a relaxing into your breathing. Perhaps as you exhale, Relaxing the shoulders and belly.
and then feel or imagine yourself physically content. If you felt deeply satisfied and contented in your body, where would that contentment and satisfaction reside? independent of what you think, what is the body's own experience of that contentment and that vitality or sense of whatever is happening in the body, the body is enough, it's just right for itself. What energy, tingling, vibrations, sensations? Would you allow yourself to feel? If this embodied experience at this moment was just right, just the thing that's supposed to be happening, whether comfortable or uncomfortable. Maybe as you breathe, you can feel your skin of your torso, your chest, your belly. Stretch or move on the inhale. Settle back on the exhale. Maybe your skin pushes against your clothes as you breathe, feeling your skin. Letting the skin have its own experience, independent of what you think, just skin feeling. Whatever is inside your skin, 
fits perfectly within your skin like a good pair of shoes or a good pair of well-fitting clothes. And with inside your skin, there's your flesh. Maybe it also moves in the belly or elsewhere in your body as you breathe. Breathing with the fleshes, how the flesh, the muscles, how it feels itself, how its own experience sitting here. Deeper than the flesh is the bones. The structure which holds all the flesh. Some of the bones move as you breathe, the rib cage. Maybe in the shoulders or the spine. We can have thoughts and ideas about our bones. But what would it be like to feel or sense or imagine the bones, how the bones experience themselves? Or feeling, the knowing your bones without those thoughts, judgments, fears, just bones. And so freeing yourself from body images you might live by. Gently breathe with experience of skin. Breathe with experience of flesh. Breathe with experience of bones. Letting each have its own experience, free of judgments, thoughts, ideas,
letting each one help free you from a kind of alienation from the body that the world of self-image and and bodily perfection might do for you. Sitting here content and peaceful with the body as it is, skin, flesh, bones,
as we come to the end of this sitting, imagine that you're comfortable in your skin. Imagine that your body is at home in itself. Your body is perfect the way it is. And the body has the opportunity, has the capacity to feel itself, be at home in itself, independent of the stories and thoughts and ideas and predictions you have about your body. Even if the body is uncomfortable, maybe there's a way in which you can still be at home in your body, at home in your skin, in your flesh, in your bones. or at home in some deeper embodied way. And now imagine that when you look upon other people, you don't look upon them based on their attractiveness or or your judgments or ideas of how their body appears. But rather, you look upon others, it's kind of an act of imagination, you look upon others how they would be if they were at home in their own body, as if their body is perfect no problems. If they were at home in their own skin, comfortable in their skin and their flesh and their bones, imagine looking upon people that way. How nice it would be if they could be comfortable in their own body. Putting aside your ideas of attractiveness or your orientation towards what might be unusual about their body, your judgments, the stories you make up. And how wonderful it would be if everyone could feel comfortable in their own body. If everyone can have some deep acceptance of their body free of the cultural conditioning, ideas and thoughts, the social comparisons that are made, all the painful ways in which we relate to people's bodies and skin. Objectifying people. Imagine how great it would be if 
all the people you know and all the people you meet could feel at home, happy in their body, safe in their body, at peace in their body, a freedom, embodied freedom. May it be that how we look upon others, how we regard others, may we regard others kindly, caringly. May we regard others seeing them in ways that support them feeling at home in themselves comfortable in themselves, in their own body. May all beings live happily in their bodies. May all beings feel safe in their bodies. May all beings feel peaceful in their own bodies. And may all beings be free with an embodied freedom. And may the way that we regard others support this as possible. <laughs> 